Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Greg. On today's podcast, we discuss Stranger Things. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the Morning Geekdom is a place where friends congregate to discuss all things pop culture. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Greg, welcome back to the podcast, man. <laughs> My great return. Uh, yeah, great return. I mean, you're a bit <laughs> you're a bit of a bad luck charm right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've tried to record... I don't even know how many times. At least two times. My only successful one so far has been the in-person one. Yep. I mean, to be fair, none of that is your fault. None of them. Um, just things have happened, man. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited that you're back on. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> all right. So you, you haven't been on since we announced that we're all going to Comic-Con. You are coming to Comic-Con a day late, but you're still going to be there. Yeah, like Damien got some uh, work uh, commitments that keep me from coming earlier. Yeah, no, I hear you. So you're coming Friday, so you'll see it. Yep. We'll, all, we'll all be together Friday. Yep. When's the last time you went? Oh, man. Um, it's been a while, right? Three, four at years least at least? two years, three years. Because we went once when we took we took Sammy with us. Um, so I'm thinking two, three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. All right, well it'll be it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting for you to be there. Yeah. No, it's I'm a, I'm excited about it and I'm now that I've uh, burned through all the seasons of Vikings, I'm uh pumped to see if we can beat some of them. <laughs> My man. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that Vikings will not be there this year. You think so? Because we'll it's just it's it's so far out from when they're their next no. season. No, no, they, they usually are there, and for whatever reason, um, I mean, we can talk about it offline, but I, uh, <laughs> I'm i pretty convinced they will not be there. Got it. But we'll, well see. Now, I mean, the, the the schedule, I mean, they're, they're leaking every single day. You obviously, like Game of Thrones got announced today. Um, some of the bigger movie studios announced that they will not be coming. Um, but the official schedule comes out next week, so. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to make me sad if uh, if they're not there. I know that's your that's become your like ritual, right? Yep, Vikings every year, last every like year. four years at Comic Con. So, but we'll see. It's not going to make or break. This year will be a new ritual. All you guys will yeah. be there. Yeah, it should be fun. It, I mean, just just everyone going to one place and all hanging out is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. All right, so this podcast I wanted to with with Stranger Things season three coming out what in in a week. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Um, actually, exactly a week from when we we're recording this. I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, recap it, talk about the first two seasons, talk about what I like, what I dislike, and, you know, just kind of what we always do, just have a, a discussion about it. So, yeah. where are you with Stranger Things? You're a big fan. You're a fan. You're like, eh, it's whatever. Where are you at with it? I really liked season one. Okay. Um, where I was like super pumped on season two and then season two came and I didn't hate it, but I, mm -hmm. it definitely, I wasn't as passionately into it as I was for season one. So I'm sure. hoping that this next season, you know, brings my expectations back up again versus continuing a downward <laughs> trajectory. <laughs> trajectory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did you like about, because I mean, I think there's a lot of people that, that share that same sentiment. What do you... 
what did you like about the first season and then what didn't you like about the second season i'm a big sucker for like these kind of um 1980s coming of age stories whether it's like movies or whatever and Mm -hmm. um i definitely like that part of season one um whereas i felt like season two was just trying to be a little bit more of like a horror show Mm-hmm. Um, like I noticed, I just rewatched it again and I noticed like season two, they play a lot with sound where like all of a sudden sound gets loud and something's supposed to scare you, you know, and, and yeah. stuff like that, where they weren't really doing that kind of gimmick in season one. And it was much more focused on the friends relationship where that wasn't, it wasn't lacking. And it, it's not like that wasn't there at all in season two, but like sure. in season one, it was definitely much more of a focus. So you're saying a little bit more of like the jump scare thing. Yeah. Like I just was like. Why do we need this? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need it indeed? Okay. Yeah, I mean, our, I, I'm kind of where you are with, I, I liked season one quite a bit. I think uh, it, I watched it pretty quickly after it came out. I didn't really know much about it. You know, there wasn't a ton of hype about it. I, I think the hype train started maybe like two, three weeks after it came out. And then people started saying like, hey, have you seen this show? Um, I watched it right before that um, at a recommendation of, of a friend it's great. I, I like the first season a ton. I've watched it multiple times. Um, it, the second season doesn't have that same like charm. It doesn't have the relationships of the first season. It turned into, I, I'm a firm believer that the, the, the brothers that created it and wrote it didn't think they were going to get a second season. So they <laughs> didn't know where they were going with the show. Yeah. That's not to say the second season is terrible. It's still enjoyable. It's just not great. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's an it's enjoyable. Um, it's not something I want to watch repeatedly a bunch of times. Like the, I'm much more into the first season. I found like during the second season when I was just kind of wanted to kind of rewatch it again. There was parts where I was just like, okay, fast forward a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, but, I, I uh, think that I think yeah, it's hard to put my finger on, but it also, you know, the second season also has one of the worst episodes of any TV show of all time. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to talk about that a little later. Um, but I, I, like I said, I love the first season, second season, not so much, still enjoyed it. The only people that I know that, that loved the second season more than the first season are Beth and Tyler. And Tyler. I, for, I Ty- don't remember. Yeah, him. Tyler too. Yeah. Oh man. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't even, it, 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 when somebody likes something that you dislike so much, it just, it makes me question their taste a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like Beth, it's not surprising. Beth, you know, well-documented, likes a lot of things that a lot of us aren't fans of, which is fine. So then you're just like, ah, I get that. But Tyler and I also, a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. And I also get like, obviously her, her guy was in season two. So sure. she's going to be a little bit more focused on that. And, and he was really enjoyable in the show, you know, R.I.P., uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob was one of the uh, the standout performances of the of the second season. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Are you looking forward to season three? I was until I watched the trailer, the like longer trailer <laughs> for it last night, and I'm yeah. all bummed out now. <laughs> okay, so the trailer that just came out. Um, yeah, it's it's. I don't know what they're going for. It looks like now they're going for just a straight up action show with big set pieces and yeah. looks like they're honestly going to jump the shark here at some point. Um yeah. I was reading a very interesting article today that 
says essentially that Stranger Things is like one of the most important shows currently on to that teen like demographic. What does that mean by most important show? Just the most important show in their in their life. Like this is the show that like defines that age group. Like all Got of it. the people that are on the show are very important to them. They're like big celebrities to them. You know, Finn Wolfhard, Millie Bobby Brown, they're like big celebrities to, you know, that, that 12 to like 18 demographic. That's crazy. I mean, similar I guess I to, can... I mean, similar to like how, I don't know, 90210 or like Saved by the Bell or, you know, some of that stuff when we were younger was a big deal. You know, Dawson's Creek where this is like that this generation show. I mean, I can see that it's it's crazy that it's become one that's on a uh, you know on Netflix on the internet you know base. That, yeah, but that's all they watch, dude. I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, teenagers now don't watch. I mean, it's well documented. They don't watch TV. They watch all streaming or YouTube. It also seems weird to me that the the show that defines them is a ten episode show. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much meat on that bone. Yeah, but I also think that there's only so much attention that they can give to something that's true you know with with, again with the younger generation right now with everything that you know from all the media they have all the all the technology you know and and i'm guilty of it too i'm sure you are to a point like we all have lesser attention spans because we have so many things tugging at our attention constantly yeah i mean when's the last time you sat down and read a book (laughs) A while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. And I love to read. And it's been a while since I grabbed like an actual an actual book. <laughs> they still sell those yeah. things? I, yeah. yeah, man. I go to Barnes & Noble all the time. <laughs> We've bought Violet like a shit ton of books for her oh, room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kids books. And, that's big. That's big. Yeah, and I, f- I fully intend to like read them to her. But for myself, like I have been getting audiobooks. Oh, yeah. I'm way into audiobooks because, yeah. you know, do it while I'm in traffic. Sure. But I mean, it's better than nothing. But again, like I haven't held a book and read it since (laughs) honestly, dude, since probably like Potter. That's probably true. Yeah. Because then there was a a short period of time where you, I had like a nook. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. A reading Um, nook specifically. Yep. And I was reading, I was, you know, not a reading, you know what I'm, the Barnes and Noble, like (laughs) nook reader. Oh, gotcha. 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 Jesus Christ. (laughs) Not like a breakfast nook or a, anyways. I completely forgot about those things. Do they still make those? No, man. Of course not. I think I gave oh, mine man. to like Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> then of course you're gonna you're fucking architects. So you're like oh a, a breakfast nook or like a reading yeah. nook. No motherfucker. I was gonna be like, was it like at least four feet by five feet? You know, no, to fill a chair I got, <laughs> I got none of that. It was like six inches by like four inches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, I I was excited. I, I'm still excited, but I'm I'm trying to temper my excitement because of the trailers. Yeah, I mean it just that that most recent one, while they were still trying to play on the nostalgia of like you know everyone's experience with malls back in the '80s, um, it just yeah it just exploded into some crazy action, and I was like, yeah. dear lord. And apparently they filmed it in a real mall, like an operational an operating mall. And it they still like exists? rented out a certain area of it and filmed like during the day while the mall was like actually running. That's crazy. Seems weird, but I mean, I Netflix, guess that's how you got to do it. Netflix has got the money, I guess, right? Yeah. All right. So I have some, I have some questions. They are not surprise questions. You have seen them. Yep. 
All right, so we're just going to go over some season one, season two, uh, who do you like better, episodes, favorite character, things like that. Okay. And then if you have anything else, you let me know. All right, so season one versus season two. Is there a character or characters that you liked more in season one or season two, and then vice versa? Did, from their, you know, their progression from season one to season two, you dislike them, or you liked that you didn't like them in season one. Now you like them in season two. Yeah. Um, I can start with vice versa. Uh, so sure. Two people who I did not like in season one very much, mostly because of the actors. I don't know portrayal of them or something like that. Uh, <laughs> okay. It was uh, it was um, Winona Ryder. Okay. I could not stand her in season one. Okay. Like I love the show, but she drove me crazy. Like I don't, I don't know. She's just not the way that she plays. Like a, and this is awful to say it, but like the way that she plays, like a sad mom, like grieving through this, was just like unbearable to me. Okay. Um, and then uh, Will's brother, uh, Jonathan. Okay. In season one, I also did not like, but liked him a lot more in season two. Interesting. Okay. Um, I. Just to follow up on that, I am convinced that Joyce, so Winona Ryder's character, is a bad mother, like an absolute terrible mother, <laughs> and this is why this has happened to her her family. I understand she's a single mom and she's doing the best she can, and that's admirable, but she just doesn't seem to like have it all together mentally. <laughs> like she seems yeah. real fragile. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she, for sure, she's, she's keeping it together and she's working, and that's awesome. Uh, but it's not so much like what she's doing. Maybe it is how she's playing the character. I just can't get into it. And I couldn't see, I disagree with you on Jonathan. I, I liked Jonathan in season one. Couldn't stand him in season two. Really? Again, it's not It's not the actor. Um, and same with Winona Ryder. It's, it's not her specifically. I think it might be how she's playing the character. Uh, the dude who's playing Jonathan, that storyline in season two is so ridiculous for him. Yeah. I just don't yeah. think Jonathan and Nancy even really have to be in the show. I understand what they're doing. They're the catalyst to get like the the government or the whatever it is in that city, the Hawkins city like you know, outed to pay for their crimes. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't like they're going to meet the guy. <laughs> and then the guy's like, "Oh, you're 16 and you want to fuck all night?" Like, "Yeah, no worries." Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, here's some alcohol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's alcohol. A lot of it. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't, and it, I didn't dig it. And again, I don't know that it's necessarily his fault. I think it might just be how the character is written, but I wasn't into it. And I think, I think, um, I think that uh, Winona, what's her character's name again? Joyce. Joyce. Um, I feel like she might be a bad mom in the typical sense, like of as, you know, trying to keep, not really keeping her life together, but to her to Will's benefit, she was like the only one in season one that started to try to look for him and yep. like start figuring shit out. And so like maybe even though she was a mess that she was able to pull this together. But um, Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, the kids, the kids tried to find him too. Yeah. Yeah. She's the only adult though, for sure. And she was the only one to figure out how to communicate with him outside yeah, of yeah. like 11. I mean, I think that the, I think it, that this show the 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 villain of the show is is not the demigorgon it's the parents it's adults i think that they paint all of the adults as the villain with the exception of joyce and hopper yeah yeah i mean for all sure other, like 
Mike's dad is completely checked out. <laughs> completely checked out. <laughs> All the his time. His mom. Yeah, his mom wants to have sex with Mad Max's brother. Oh God, yeah. Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Caleb's uh, not Caleb. What, what, what's his name? Uh, Caleb's the actor's the kid's Lucas. real name. Lucas, thank you. His parents are like non-existent. Oh yeah, and Dustin's par- mom is like uh, worthless. She's ambivalent to the whole thing. Like she doesn't, she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. She's just sad about her cat. That's about it. Well, I mean, the cat did get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that the parents are really, or just the adults in general, are really painted to be the villain. I mean, Papa is clearly the villain of season one. Yeah. And then you have kind of just the big bad government. In it's, season two. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, For me, though, it's going to be my favorite character and kind of the character development is Steve. Steve is in favorite? season one is my favorite. Season, yeah. season one, Steve, I was like, this guy sucks. Like, why is he – like, he's he's going to die for sure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then he doesn't die. He has a bit of a redeeming, you know, scene at the end where he, he helps Jonathan and Nancy. But then season two, man, he's like the, he's like the, the shining star of the show. Oh, for sure. And then when he teams up with Dustin, I love yep. that. Yep. I love that he's part. Like, he's like the ultimate babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Joe Kearney, season two, as Steve, is, is, I think, the big winner for me. Yes. Agreed. All right. Well, and then, and then you know, big big brain Bob, Sean Astin. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite episode of the show? Yeah, I my favorite episode is tied, and okay. I because they kind of like bleed. I mean, all the episodes obviously bleed into each other, but I liked the um, last two episodes of season one are my favorite. Okay, uh, basically mostly because of um, them. Like it's when the whole team of the kids get back together. Steve comes in there and you know redeems himself, and I don't know. That's I love that that those two episodes. Sure. And then what do you have a do you have a least favorite episode? I mean, season two, episode seven. <laughs> season <It> was... <laughs> two, episode seven, which I believe is called Lost Girl or Lost Sister. Oh man. Okay. And it's, and it's so weird how they tease you with it in the very beginning of season two and then they don't get around to like anything more into it until episode seven. Alright. So before Before I just shit all over this episode, okay, I want to talk about just my favorite episode of the whole show, which is going to be, it's got to be episode one of season one. Yeah, it's pretty good. So it's just, it lays out like it has all the nostalgia. It has all, it shows you what the show is going to be about. It lays out the mythology of the show. It gives you all the characters right there. It gives you the relationship, the dynamic of the kids. I, I think it's called like the vanishing of Will Byers. It's fantastic. Yeah. So right off the bat, I was in, like super, yeah. super in. Um, but let's talk about episode two, or excuse me, episode or, uh, season season two, episode seven. Oh man, which is called the Lost Sister. Which I'm not exaggerating, dude. I know a lot of times I say things are the worst. This might be the worst episode of any <laughs> TV show I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if I'd say it's the worst episode of any TV show in my life, but but like, it was not good, and it, it w- made me laugh even more because I was sitting there when I was rewatching it, and I was like, 
my God, all this crap happens in like 24 hours. She's gone mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. like two days. And somehow she like joins a gang, gets initiated, mm-hmm. and <laughs> then escapes mm-hmm. the gang, also finds her mom and runs away from there too. And I'm like, in 24 hours? Okay, let me preface that. <laughs> it is the worst episode of any show that I like. True. Because True. obviously there have been other shows that you expect to be bad and they're bad. But for a show that is well-written, well-acted, produced well, it's executed excellently for the most part. This was the like huge swing and a miss. Terrible. Doesn't fit with the whole story. Doesn't fit the mythology of the show. Clearly just a money grab to try to build a spinoff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you totally felt that. It has nothing literally nothing to do with the show do you think do you think like netflix like gave them the requirement that they had to try to make a spinoff i can't imagine dude that the writers were pumped on that episode but i don't know because it, it totally seems forced it oh it's 100 percent forced but like whether be- it's forced by them because they wanted to create a spinoff or it's forced by netflix i don't know yeah i can tell you it's bad and i can tell you i've only watched it once I've unfortunately watched it twice now. <laughs> it it nearly made me not watch the rest of the season. Yeah, because you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad, dude. It's is bad. I don't. So do bad. you know anybody who likes it? Have you ever heard someone say, "Yeah, hey, yeah, that's good"? No. <laughs> yeah, but See, then again, I, I never, I, I never heard anyone say they liked the second season overall better than the first before. Well, and except for except for Beth and Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a theory about this show, and it's it's again because of the audience that it means so much to at the moment. You can't you can't badmouth or be critical to this show. This show is just unassailable. It is Stranger Things. We love it. It doesn't matter what it does. It's the best show on TV, and it does not matter the quality of the episodes anymore. It doesn't matter the acting, nothing. It is we're involved. We we have a relationship with these characters. We love them. This is what it is. I mean, if like you said, if it's that important to the, you know this certain age group right now, I would agree. Because if anyone shuns it, then they're going to be shunned by all these people. Yeah, I mean, right now, <laughs> you you. With the accessibility of everybody, you know, critics and actors and everybody with social media, I mean, this shit can, like, ruin people's career. Oh, for sure. Like, if you have a big enough fan base, you know, like Beyonce's fan base, like Bieber's fan base, you know, if you're approaching that and you say something about a show that is either just or unjust, dude, you you might be done. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you don't have that cachet built up, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like Marvel is approaching that. Where everybody, you know, just, you got to say it's a good movie because it's Marvel and it's Disney and it's the machine and you don't want to go against it. Absolutely. Oh, but season, uh, ep- season two, episode seven. Nah. Yeah. No. Not a fan. No. Good. Maybe I should watch it again tonight though. Oosh. Oh man. <laughs> Only if you hate yourself. <laughs> Only if you hate yourself. <laughs> All right. So who is your favorite character in the show in general? Just overall season one, two, who's your favorite character? Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper. Dude, strong pick. I, 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 rewatching again this time, even more so than than before. Uh, I just like, 
because you know the his whole story arc of like losing his kid and right. like you know that's why he kind of dives into this you know even more and how he's like secretly like fantastic at his job and a great detective and dealing with these two you know idiot cops yep. and i don't know i just like totally was drawn <laughs> to him even more this this time watching than before okay um i i i agree with you a hundred percent of everything you said. Story arc is great. He cu- doesn't come out of the gates in season one like blazing. You know, it's, yeah. it's a slow burn for him. Yeah. And then you find out about his parents or his uh, his child. It appears he might have some sort of an addiction issue, which they never really address. He's and he like seems to have, pills. Yeah, and he seems to have kind of like cleared it later in season two because like yep. they, he's not doing it anymore. But uh, but yeah. He's he does he does the stand up you know he's the stand up guy with Joyce he's always there for Joyce doesn't seem to want anything in return he's just there for her he's there for Will you know obviously he adopts Eleven solid dude and he would be a solid pick but I still got to go with Steve just because of season two <laughs> but I, though- I like I like David Harbor a ton man and yeah. especially as Hopper. Well, like you said, they both start off as a slow burn. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to like Steve right out no. the gate, and you got you just got to kind of come around to him. Steve is the classic. He was written in the show as the asshole boyfriend. Probably not going to make it out of season one. Joe Kearney comes in by all indications, like everybody loved him, kills the role. And they're like, you know what? We're going to keep this guy. Yeah. yeah. And they rewrite it on the fly. And then he becomes a fucking, you know, a regular and a staple of the show. Yeah. No, he's, he's both those characters. If they weren't in the show, I don't know what this show would be like. Yeah, man. And especially, I mean, Hopper with the fresh ass like hat he wears. <laughs> it's so good. And Steve's uh, hair with the. Uh, Steve, what's, oh, man. It's what's the, the two, hair it's spray the two that pump. he uses? Farrah Fawcett. Two pumps. Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> you got to have the two pumps. Um, yeah, that dynamic with Dustin and Steve at the end of, of season two is just so good. It's pretty good. Um, the person that I turned on the most, though, is I really liked, I think like a lot of people, I really liked Eleven the first uh, first season. Yeah. I can't stand her in season two, man. No, no, she gets so whiny and pissy and 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 like, yeah, I don't know. I can't get on board with her. On it's I mean, two. between her and Mike, so between Millie Bobby Brown and Finn Wolfhard, their performances are really, really, really solid in the first season. Considerably, I mean, they're they're not great in the second season. And for Millie, I don't think I think she's written in such a way that for Eleven, you just don't really like her that much. She's just a brat. Yeah. yeah. And Mike, Finn, like they, they, they don't give that kid anything to do in season two, man. No, all he does is get gets pissed off about Max all the time and then, yeah. you know, is always kind of looking, you know, heartbroken and yeah. just staying around. I could, There were scenes where I was just like, is he even going to talk in this scene? Because yeah, he's just yeah. standing there quietly while everyone else is talking. And he was like the leader of the group in season one. Yeah. Yeah, he was the only one who kind of kept everyone focused on looking for Will, even though, yeah. you know, they had the whole burial scene and everything with the fake body. So that's, um, that leads me into my, my next question, buddy. Oh, perfect podcasting here. Perfect <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Is Mike a good friend? <sighs> Sometimes. Can Sometimes, that be the answer? Okay. Sometimes. Okay. When he's not all, like, focused on Eleven, he can be a good friend. Okay. Especially when when all the team comes together, then he he's he's much better. But when the team is broken, he's a uh, not a great friend. Okay. I couldn't agree more. I think that he is just he's girl crazy. 
he he yeah. leaves all his friends in season one, <laughs> and he's like, "Look, we got to find Will, but look at this little girl. Look at this girl yeah. over here. Yeah, I'm in love." Um, I don't know, man. I I think he obviously they write him, and he he's he wants to do the right thing, and he's trying, but he's he's obviously conflicted because, you know, he's he's a teenage boy a tween boy and his hormones are racing and yeah you know we've all been there uh but i think in season two i don't think he's a good friend i just think he's a whiny little bitch yeah i mean he had some that going for him too in season one but not to the same level yeah but in season one he's like the plucky like underdog you know and and you root for him because well they all are they all are um including 11 they're all picked on and they're all the outcasts but they band together and that's part of the charm of the show right yeah um i think the real like superstar of the group is dustin for sure like if he wasn't in the first season he definitely becomes that in this in the in the second season as yeah. he kind of like takes a much more uh focused role on uh trying to get after these though He's quite an idiot in the first couple episodes. I can't stand that, like, he keeps that dumb uh, demi-gorgon dog thing for Dude, so it's, long. It's called a demi-dog. Demi-dog. Sorry. And his, his <laughs> name is Dart. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he fucks up a lot. He fucks yeah. up a lot in the in the season two, lets the cat get eaten. Oh, um, man, drove me crazy. But, I mean, Gaten, the kid who plays him, has got a you know really good com- uh, comedic timing. Yes, he does a really good job. I think yeah. Lucas too. I think Lucas is a little underrated as well. Like he, season one, he's he's keeping it together. He's sniffing out the, uh, the bad stuff. Oh, for sure, those two are the better of all the kids in season two, especially. Yeah, yeah. Will does a really good job though in season two. Obviously, he's not given. He's not in most of season one. Yeah, yeah, and like I almost don't like him as a normal boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I huh. think he really shines when huh. he's when he's dealing with like like in season one when he's dealing with the upside down, uh-huh. and then in season two when he's uh, been uh, possessed, possessed for lack of a better word. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's really solid. Okay, I like him better when he's not a normal boy, because when he's like a like a quote unquote <laughs> normal boy, like at the be- at the beginning of uh, season two. He's just kind of like this pale shell of a person. I got you, man. I got you. I'm just saying. You said those words. That's all I'm saying. And that stand by him. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. Obviously, again, he's given a lot more to do in season two. Um, when he's possessed, he has a lot of physical acting. Um, he does a good job. I think he's a yeah. pretty, pretty talented kid. Uh yeah, so I I circling back, I think Mike not might not be a good friend. That's all I'm saying. True. Given the choice <laughs> of of hanging out with a girl or hanging out with your friends playing D and D, I think we know which way he's going. Oh, absolutely, no question. Yeah. All right. Something else that I've constantly thought about watching this show, and I've thought about it from season one, episode one, all the way through the end of the show, is. Again, I, I mentioned earlier that I are, are does the show paint the parents or the adults as the villain? Now I'm convinced that's how the show wants you to think, right? That the kids are the heroes, they're the underdogs, they're adventure, all this stuff. So I think that's what the show is giving you. But I think the true villain of the show is Eleven. 
it's a strong it's a strong uh strong way to go um well, let me present my it, case okay 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 <laughs> 11 opens the gate yes okay now granted it is not her fault i don't think she's the villain willingly i think that she's obviously been traumatized there's a there's a lot of issues mentally um, where she's been neglected and she's been you know isolated on purpose but she opens the gate she doesn't know how to deal with things when she when she doesn't get her way she uses her power um she, i think she she kind of manipulates people a little bit to For get sure. what she wants i think she might be the villain man i can't i can't disagree with you okay that said um cuz i was thinking about it too and it's a tough call because yes she did open the upside down world but obviously she was only forced to continue to do that by the doctor sure um and told and which and even which that he told her like yeah don't be afraid of it it can't do anything and then of course once it touches her then like all hell breaks loose <laughs> right um yeah <laughs> uh and like she does kill a lot of people in the show granted <laughs> granted um most of them are trying to harm somebody and okay. I, I i would say that you know in the 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 uh infamous season two episode seven mm. uh she has the opportunity to kill that guy that were that had retired from working there and and doesn't yep um i don't know it's it's tough because she did create all the problems that everyone's dealing with okay uh, Eleven definitely has the highest body count of anything, probably more yes. than even the demigorgon. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, as far as we killed... know, that thing's only killed like four or five people. Well, I don't know. There's the beginning of the of the first season when it breaks out and kills like all the people inside the yeah, but... yeah, and then you know justice for Barb. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but yes, the she's got a high body count, man. She's yeah. killing the fucking workers in this uh, in this facility that aren't even they they appear to be innocent. <laughs> yeah, the people that are putting her back in her in her yeah. room, and she yeah. just snaps her necks, kills them, and then she's like, "Oh, Papa," and somehow doesn't kill that fucking demented fuck. <laughs> but it's just yeah. like, yeah, 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 no, we're good. Like, I'm gonna kill all you innocent workers that make fourteen dollars an hour in a mental hospital, you know, trying to trying to collect an honest living for my family. But fucking Papa Matthew Modine with the white hair, it's a wrap. <laughs> I don't get you, it. I get speaking of him. Do you oh. think he's still alive? Because in in that mm. in that season two episode seven, they're alluding that they think he's still alive. I don't and know. She dude. just hasn't searched for him. I mean, he might be. I have no idea. I don't. Yeah. I don't. This is not a show that I've ever really like dove into heavy internet research or the like underlying like fan mythology or anything like that. I don't know why. I think with with a show like this, with the premise. They can do whatever they want. It's not really set in any kind of realism. They've, they've. I mean, we're talking about alt, alt, uh, alternate dimensions and parallel universe and whatever. So, sure, he could be. Yeah, but it's not something I put a lot of, a lot of thought into. I, I know, I feel like this show. I feel this. I feel similar to this show the way I do about Game of Thrones. At the heart of Game of Thrones, I liked the relationships. I liked kind of the backstabbing the the drama of like the political side of it right yeah this show i like the relationships i like the dynamic of the kids i like the nostalgia when you take all of that away and you make it just a big action show with 
monsters and running and bright colors and loud noises. I don't know, man. It kind of loses it for me. Oh, for sure. Because then it gets too far away from the story. I mean, yeah. And that's what I'm afraid of in the that most recent trailer for season three. I was just like, my God, this looks like all big explosions and insanity. <laughs> and I right. was and, not and, into it. And that's kind of what that's what I how I kind of wanted to wrap the, you know my set of questions up is, what are your expectations for season season three? Because I can tell you that mine again we talked about a little bit at the beginning are really low, and I almost feel like I think this should be it. Like after this season, like I'm good. I might be good, man. I don't know that we yeah. need more seasons of Stranger Things. Do we know how many they're planning on doing? I had heard uh, like a while ago that it was only going to be the three seasons. Um, I have no, again, I have no idea if they're signed for more. I don't know how Netflix does that, you know, where, where a traditional show on cable will have a contract and the people are under, you know, this contract and have to do a certain amount of episodes. I have no idea if Netflix does it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Ideally, I would think they do, but, but like, what are your expectations? I know, I know I asked you a little bit earlier, but like, what do you want out of this season? And do you want any more Stranger Things? My expecta- expectations were high again before I watched this most recent trailer. Yeah. And, and I almost didn't want to watch the trailer before I saw it, but I knew we were <laughs> going to talk about it. So I wanted to, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this trailer. Yeah. And then was immediately bummed out. Um, <laughs> maybe it's a good thing that my expectations are low. So then it can only be better if right. it, you know, ends up doing that. Um, uh, I, I'm kind of excited for like them in the mall. Like that nostalgia is like high for me growing okay. up like um yeah, i mean obviously it looks like there's gonna be bigger action i don't know if that's gonna be great or not <laughs> right um i want to see more like you know character development in the kids and uh especially with max like i thought max was a really good new member to the team in season two and i right. hope that they like continue to bring that together and hopefully if they keep the kids together because it's, it seems like they're going to start off the season with all the kids together, right. that that will lead to a lot more story opportunities than like when always like one kid or the other is plucked away and it's all about just finding them. Right. Yeah, that's something that I have thought could be really interesting this season is because it, it alludes to that the kids are all going to be together for the most part, and we haven't yeah. had that at all. Yeah, exactly. Or at least any, you know, we haven't had that for any any period of time with the exception of what, the end of, of last season. Yeah. All right. All right, dude. I mean, you have you have any questions you want to you wanna discuss? Any topics? No other questions, but um, I'm pumped. They are uh, doing a, uh, a um, Stranger Things pop-up at the Santa Monica Pier this weekend okay. where they're, like, decking it all out like uh, Hawkins. And cool. I'm, uh, I'm pumped on going to see that. And then saw okay. today that uh, Baskin Robbins has a whole bunch of flavors. Uh, <laughs> they do. So, we have been so, there. So I'm I'm, I'm going to have to go try one of those out. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pulling all the all the stops out. Nike, a couple days, I think yesterday or today, just released their set of uh, exclusive shoes that are inspired by shoes that were popular at that time. I mean, I tried to get a pair and they sold out in. I mean, they sold Half out immediately. Second. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Baskin Robbins does have all of the you know, flavors. I think they're supposed to be like, uh, the, the shop that Steve works at the ice cream shop, which they yeah. show that he, uh, Steve works at in, 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 uh, the mall. So yeah, I mean, they're pulling out all the stops for the promotional stuff. Um, so you're going to go to the, the thing in Santa Monica. As long as it's not like too insane, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure, going to get sure there. At, a mess. 
I'm sure it's gonna be messed. I'm gonna try to get their opening so I can uh, get in and get out. Okay. You watch this with Liz or what? Uh, she. I watched it first, and then she just watched it like a few months ago, both okay. seasons. And I think we're both gonna watch it together for the third season. Okay. And she likes it. She liked it. Yeah. It, it, you know, she watched. She powered all the way through it in one viewing. You know, like season one and season two back to back. Yeah. So. I don't think she had as much time to get as hooked on season one before watching season two. Yeah. That, so like it kind of like all bled together and she's like, okay, she, she obviously liked it, but it's like, was not as excited as I was after just watching okay. season one. Yeah. I, I'm imagining that's kind of how Beth was too. You know, Beth didn't get that, that two year lull between season yeah. one, and season two, or it might've been a year. I don't remember. Um, it's definitely been, I think two years for this one. Yeah. It's all been right. a while. All right. Well, you know, I've been ending all the podcasts like this because I know everybody, again, is ex- we started with Comic-Con. We're going to end with Comic-Con. Okay. <laughs> you haven't been on to talk about any of it for the most part. I know you said you're excited. I've been asking everybody this, kind of just first thing that pops into your mind. What is your favorite Comic-Con memory? <sighs> I think it's just my all my whole experience the first year I went. Do you remember because what year it was, that was? <sighs> or... Better yet, do you remember what was there that you were excited about or what you saw that you were excited about? It was just that everything was accessible that year. Like, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? Like, it was before security got crazy. You could, you were seeing people all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, you didn't feel like – I didn't feel like it was – I mean, it was – not even crowd enough where, like, we could go day of and park in the parking lot uh, – parking structure next sure. to um, uh, the Hard Rock – uh, hotel you know like mm-hmm. and now all that stuff gets booked crazy ahead of time and it's like yep. insane people and so i think i just like that experience because we did like we were able to hang out a lot and still like you know meet people and like check things out and it just wasn't as over the top plus okay. i feel like it wasn't that hot that year which just adds <laughs> adds to it <laughs> it does it does yeah that parking lot is one of my i know that sounds dumb is always one of my favorite parts of Comic-Con because it's like the best parking lot. It used to be super cheap. It's covered. It's like yeah. right in the mix. And now it's uh, it's difficult to park there. I haven't been able to park there the last couple of years. Yeah. 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 Sucks. But <laughs> all right, cool. That's a good one. Everybody usually says, you know, picks a specific moment. But I like that you kind of picked a uh, specific con a whole year. Well, that that was the con that got us, got me addicted to it. Where okay. That, that then kept me going for multiple years until I just got burnt out by all the people. Yeah, man, the people are an issue. <laughs> uh, it's documented how I feel about it. Um, you know, you you've you've shown you you have some saved texts from me, uh, but and yet keep coming back every year. Every year, just like every, Damien said, every year it's like clockwork. Every year, I mean, I'm aware, man, I'm aware, <laughs> but I'm confident that this year will be different. Well, it's going to be a different, it's going to be a different kind of beast. I mean, it's going to be, you know. It, it's going to be a different con. You know, we got we got two people that aren't going. It's definitely the biggest group I've gone with in a while. Um, and then it's also the shortest time I've gone in. I mean, in the, I started going to Comic-Con in 99. I've missed one since 99. And this will be the shortest time I've gone since probably like the first couple of years where I would only go for the day. Yeah. When you could still, like you said, go day of, park, get your tickets, like you get your badge, you walk in, it's right there. Like you don't have, you didn't have to pre-buy anything. Yeah. I'm thinking like, because I'm thinking a little bit more, it must have been like 
late 2000s, like maybe 2009 was, the, was when I went. If I'm not mistaken, it's the year you went and you saw like Robert Downey Jr., the cast of like Zombieland. Uh, yeah, I think Tim it was the year before that. Okay. All right. I think that was the second year when things when all when all already things are starting to get shut down. Yeah. The year I'm referring to, which I thought was the year you're talking about, is the is the only year I've missed since ninety nine. Okay. Well that maybe And that was like the second year I lived in Seattle. So I want to say that was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Either way. Should be good. I'm excited. It should be good. And maybe uh, maybe going for shorter is going to be better. You know, you won't get like yeah. burned out by like Sunday when you're just like a, a shell of a person. Yeah, that was kind of my plan this year in general uh, before I had even found out we were having a kid was to not go to, to make it only um, we were going to go Wednesday because I really like Wednesday, even though the con's not open, kind of you get to walk around. It's It's not nearly as crowded. I enjoy that. It's just you don't get there and then immediately like get pushed into con mode you have a little bit of time to build up but we are going to go this year uh wednesday and then we are going to leave saturday morning instead of saying yeah. saturday night because saturday night's a f- just a fucking mess <laughs> yeah um yeah so that was kind of the plan anyways but so it just worked out yeah yeah i mean i i wish i wish i could go an extra day i mean i wish i could go still uh wednesday night um but obviously the ki- <laughs> You know, my wife and my child, my my soon-to-be child are much more important, so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you so make whole... concessions. I will definitely let Violet know uh, when she is old enough that, hey, I skipped Comic-Con because you were born. Yeah. One time. <laughs> One, One time. time. Well, skip a day. <laughs> I keep Biggest having... commitment you've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have this conversation with Nick all the time. I'm like, what if she doesn't like the stuff I like? <laughs> like, what oh, am no, I going to no, do? No. They're a little ball of clay that you slowly get to kind of mold into. Yeah. Though my son has like, as he gets older, the opinions get stronger and he yeah. is, uh, you know, definitely, there are definitely things that he likes that there's almost nothing you can do to stop him from liking it. Sure. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to stop her from liking things. I want her to be exposed to everything. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping she likes like Disneyland and Harry Potter and <laughs> fucking Comic-Con and Vikings. Oh, my, my God. Your, your heart will be crushed if she doesn't like Disneyland and, uh, and Harry Potter. Uh, it, I can't, I've, I've never heard of a child not liking Disneyland. Uh, my heart will be crushed if she does not like Harry Potter. Oh, man. I still remember. I think I have the picture. Oh, it's not right here. But it, like my son first meeting um, uh, Tigger. In oh, Disneyland, yeah, yeah. when he was like a year, like a, if he was a year, he, I mean, he may have been one year old, maybe 11 months old. His like whole face just lit up as soon as he saw Tigger. Yeah, I think you showed <laughs> me that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to be even more disappointed if, if Violet doesn't like Harry Parr, my dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's man. Kids love dogs. Come on. Come I'm on. just saying, man, if I got to make a decision, like Harry's been around longer. It's, yeah, it's going to be rolling the <laughs> dice. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, we're going to have to make some 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 big, uh, there's going to be some big decisions. That's all I'm saying. You might just say like, okay, Harry, you live downstairs. Violet, you're an upstairs person. Maybe. <laughs> might. Hey, I got, the two I got shall not cross Harry's paths. not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Harry is tattooed on my body. He's not going anywhere. He's not going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, dude. This was uh, this was fun. I'm glad we could get you back on, and we need to make yeah. it more regular thing. I know we're supposed to do Galaxy Quest, and Father's Day happened, and life happened, so we had to skip that one. But we'll put it back on there for sure. Yeah, and uh, we'll definitely we'll we'll definitely see you at Comic Con. Yeah, sure we'll talk before then. So, all right, all right, buddy. Thanks for being on. All right, everybody. Uh, Stranger Things season one and two recap done. Can't wait to watch season three. Hope you guys all enjoy it. Uh, love to hear what you think once it premieres. We'll definitely, uh, I think we're probably going to do a recap on that as well. So look forward to that. Thanks to Greg for being on. Uh, Damien was supposed to be on. Sorry we missed you, buddy. Hope everything's all right. And definitely give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcast. Like, review, rate, subscribe. Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Also give us a follow at the Morning Geekdom on Instagram. At Morning Geekdom Facebook and Twitter. Shoot us an email, themorninggeekdom at gmail.com. And we will do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldham.